worship and enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We're so grateful. We thank you. We bless you. Oh, faithful God. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, blessed be your holy name. He has risen from the dead and he is Lord. And every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, hallelujah, you're my Lord, you're my Lord, you have risen from the dead, and you're my Lord, yes, my need shall bow, And my tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. What a privilege. That we have bowed our knees to you already. And our tongues have confessed you are Lord. That we don't have to see on that day. Oh, that no knee shall bow that has already called your name. Thank you for this honor of serving the living God. Thank you for this honor of knowing your precious name. And every need shall bow, every circumstance shall bow, in the name that's above all names. Oh, the name of Jesus. Oh, the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah for your mighty name. Ikoro sembre dimante blavano soprode babara niende rimashare nikabusoro doyondo. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah, mishere babara barise kerebo sondo robo kariante. Worthy, 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 la barabakasa. Oh, the Lamb of God is worthy. Hey, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Shepebele prakasika la mahanamante. Inokoboroku sebreminde la brazente brazore ma prande. Oh, hallelujah. Mishiverababariande ribakarabaziriande. Hallelujah, worship you, worship you, worship you. Blessed be the name of the living God. Blessed be the name of the living God. Blessed be the name of the living God. Our Father, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Iribara saranambra zerebo kusara rabariente. 
Words are not enough, words are not enough to bless you, Lord. Our heart overflows with thanksgiving. You alone are worthy. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Precious Holy Spirit, we thank you for being with us. We love you, we bless you. Masheta Mahata Barakaya. Oh, Manakasta Mina Karoko Sipre di Filibrente. We thank you, we bless you, we thank you. You're faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We receive from your tender mercies. We receive from your loving kindnesses. Oh, worthy, worthy, worthy. We declare every yoke destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. We call the needs met in Jesus' name. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. You are faithful. You do what you said. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For those bones, for those joints receiving strength in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful. Hallelujah. I'd like us to open up our Bibles to familiar scripture, which I believe we saw from the beginning of the year, from Isaiah 33. Let's read there in the sixth verse. Very um, stabilizing verse. It says, And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Hallelujah. Nice to know that we can have a very stable, sure salvation, a guaranteed salvation because of wisdom, because of knowledge, because of understanding, because of the reverence and fear of the Lord, respect unto Him. And that makes our salvation experience very secure. And we don't have to be tossed to and fro. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, um, the more time we spend receiving the knowledge and understanding and counsel of God, the more our salvation is secure and guaranteed. And in fact, it makes a whole lot of difference in our believer's walk. Praise God. Let's hear this verse also uh, in Canada. Sister Kripa will help us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So there is a lot of instability, especially in these days in which we live. And, uh, you know, stability is required. It's a part of the privilege that we have. So let's make sure we can be stable, not tossed to and fro. Ephesians 4 tells us in the 14th that we should have a very stable kind of life if we are exposed to the true ministry and the gifts of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's see that also, the fourth chapter of Ephesians. 
read verse 14. Since it's Bible study, we can take time and receive. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Hallelujah. Notice that you can be uh, immature and uh, easily tossed to and fro. Those things go together. But the more time you spend uh, with the true gifts and the supply of God's spirit and word, you will notice that doctrine and word go together and stabilize our lives. And then we grow up instead of being tossed here and there by every kind of thought and every kind of message. Praise God. So thank God that we are available. God is making the gifts and callings available by the internet by means of the media out there, so the body of Christ can be strengthened because they, they are in that verse. It says there is cunning, crafty, lying in wait to deceive. Notice that the deception of the enemy still tries to creep in through people from the pulpit also. It says the slight of men. Praise God. So um, in this great text on the fivefold ministry gifts, that Jesus gave after his ascension, the Bible declares that we don't have to be cheated, we don't have to be deceived. Because, you know, Satan is the god of this world. He's the deceiver. He's the father of lies. And um, he tries to creep in also and affect believers, affect the church. Praise God. But as you stick with the word and the plan of God, being sensitive and yielded to the true gifts that he has put on the earth, by the grace of God, we're going to be stable. We're not going to be tossed to and fro. Hallelujah. So let's hear that also uh, in Canada, Ephesians 4.14. Nahu innu mele honchu hakuvavara vanchanegu manushira kapata dindalu mosada upaya maduva tantra dindalu bodhaneya pratiyundu gadi indalu badiyal patu atitta nukadal paduva balakarante irabaradu. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's so good to see that God is a faithful God and he has made provision that his people will not be deceived. And so it's not just about going to church and being conned into, being forced into sitting in church. It's nothing like that. God has already placed a system in position that he himself, when he was on the earth as a man, The man Christ Jesus, not only was he the anointed one, he was also the man Christ Jesus. He was also the son of man. He himself submitted to the text, the word, and he spent years building himself up there until at the age of 30 he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and then went out and did his ministry. So he's the word himself become flesh. So notice here that we are simply doing what he has already done and kept for us to do. So he has put in place these things so that his body is built up and strong, immovable, unshakable. Hallelujah. Moving forward and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. So keep these thoughts in mind. Did we hear verse 14 in Canada? Amen. Glory to God. 
Sister is very fast. So sometimes, you know, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. There are thoughts there that we had considered in Hebrews 12, if you remember. Maybe we'll go there and we were saying that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And so we need to uh, run our race diligently with patience, laying aside every weight and the sin, uh, and run that which is set before us. But verse 2 is where we pick up looking onto Jesus. Looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we're looking onto Jesus. Notice it didn't just say Christ, it mentions Jesus because he's talking about the humanity of Jesus. Amen. So we're looking at someone who was so totally man that people could not accept his deity, even when he told them plainly, you know, and they, they actually crucified him because he claimed to be God. That was the charge against him. <laughs> but you and I know that it's called a mystery, how God and man can be together in one person, completely God and completely man, that amazing combination is, is for our benefit. It's all for our benefit. God was thinking about us all the time. Hallelujah. So it says, looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, looking on to Jesus. And then as you keep reading, it says, consider. Verse 3 begins with consider, which is more of an earnest observation, a more keen and close look. Praise God. So it's all about looking at him. Of course, we don't see him physically, but through the word, we're getting to see him. Amen. Uh, a picture is being painted of the Lord Jesus through the word and the spirit. And we're beginning to see with the eyes of faith the eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our inner man, imagination, is being quickened to consider and see him, looking onto Jesus. So if he in his humanity could do certain things, then you also can. And that is why he came as our substitute, taking our place on the earth. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 2 also in Canada, Hebrews 12.2. Hallelujah. So, he went through real situations. It was not just easier for him or simpler or whatever. It was original and real and... In his case, it was sinners. You know, he was the only person without sin. <laughs> and so that attitude of dealing with sinners, you know, is something we really don't understand. Some of us may begin to look at others and realize how steeped in sin they are compared to you. But the fact of the matter is nobody has been like Jesus, who was born of a virgin, who was God 
completely at the same time. It's interesting. So that, that attitude, you know, of Jesus was pure humility and obedience to the will of God, great love for us. So he would make statements like this about how he wouldn't do anything except he saw his father do it. He wouldn't say anything except he heard his father. Isn't that interesting? Let's read verses like that. John chapter 8. Praise God. If there was anyone who could deviate and do what he wanted, I guess he was the only one. <laughs> but notice, he says, in John eight twenty eight, he says, Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, you shall know that I am he, that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Wow. Hallelujah. He says, I do nothing of myself. You know? I don't know how many people can just wait for every single instruction so that they can do nothing, absolutely nothing by themselves. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) That's how he lived. He said, I can do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. He said, my Father has not left me. And then he goes on to talk about them. They said, You know, we are not of bondage, we are Abraham's seed and all of that. And then Jesus actually tells them that you are of your father, the devil, and what you see him do, you also do that. Isn't that interesting? So let's hear this 28th verse in Kannada also. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. And in verse 38 he continues, I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you, that, you do that which you have seen with your father. Hallelujah. So he would hear, he would see. This was all part of his humanity um, tuning in to hear from heaven. Can you see that? In other words, you and I are expected to press into that also and hear and see what the Father is saying and what he's doing. Hallelujah. That's when they said, we are not born of, uh, you know, illegality, we are Abraham's children and all that stuff. And then he continues to tell them, verse 41, you do the deeds of your father. Then said they unto him, we be not born of fornication, we are born of one father, or rather we have one father, God, even God. Hallelujah. (laughs) So they now claim that God is their father. Well, Jesus knows the truth. But you can see, that it is uh, a flow of thinking that it is possible for them and for him to follow what their father or his father is actually saying and doing. Can you see that? That language is being conveyed. That thought is being conveyed. And so it kind of uh, just fortifies and strengthens the idea that we are here in the form of waiters waiting for his instruction waiting for heaven, waiting for our Father to fulfill His plan in our lives. Hallelujah. And it is very possible. Look at another verse, or maybe we'll hear this also in Canada, verse 38. 
ನನ್ನ ತಂದೆಯ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ನಾನು ನೋಡಿದ್ದನ್ನೇ ಮಾತನಾಡುತ್ತೇನೆ ನೀವು ನಿಮ್ಮ ತಂದೆಯ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ನೋಡಿದ್ದನ್ನು ಮಾಡುತ್ತೀರಿ ಅಂದನು He didn't mince words. He said it plainly. Sometimes he was too absolutely clear and plain with these kind of people, religious folks, you know, holier than thou, very haughty um, people, religious people who believed that they were higher than others, who would pray prayers like, Oh God, I thank you that I am not like this poor sinner. That's the kind of prayer they would make. <laughs> So uh, Jesus just came straight and cut through into their lives and spoke into them. Hallelujah. Let's read another verse, John 5:19. So we are, you know, dealing with these kind of thoughts that we are here to be able to tune in and listen to our Father. John 5:19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing. Notice that. can do nothing of himself can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the father do for what so or what what things soever he doeth these also doeth the son likewise notice how he has now said i cannot do anything except what i see my father do very interesting 20 continues for the father loveth the son and showeth him all things that he himself doeth and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel isn't that interesting so the father's love has that place also to be able to show his children praise god considering these thoughts notice the desire of father god for us to hear him see what he's saying see what he's doing and then do that praise god and that means it's possible if jesus could then we can and therefore we can run this race in that kind of fashion it's not uh, a guarantee that it's easy but since he did it and whatever he had has been made available to us we can also do hallelujah so we are considering him we're looking onto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured hallelujah wonderful jesus what what a possibility you know it means therefore that we're going to be able to spend time until we see spend time until we hear and then do what we see and hear that will make us run that race that was set for us notice that not somebody else's race the race that was set for us hallelujah and uh, it does involve others all the time it's not just you and god alone it's you and god and then you and people so it's going to involve the church the body of christ from our prayers in ephesians we read there that we need to know uh, about our fellowship with the saints you know it's with the saints in fact all the saints hallelujah so the more and more you receive revelation and understanding you begin to locate and flow uh, in the place with the rest of the body of christ hallelujah 
So I'm so glad that such prayers are available for us and uh, we can pray them and desire them and go after them because that's the target. That's what God has set up for all of us um, generally. And then individually we begin to fulfill what place we have as we follow God's word and pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. So those kind of thoughts are very, very powerful. Glory to God. Notice other verses like this. Um, Let's see. Maybe we can jump off. We saw something in Luke the other day. Luke 13. Let's go there. And uh, if it be okay, we'll just go through. It's very similar to what we heard before. Verse 28. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourself thrust out. And, verse 29, they shall come from the east and from the west, from the north, from the south, and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Verse 30, and behold, there are last which shall be first. There are first which shall be last. Praise God. So it's very interesting, similar thoughts there. The people who are supposed to be maybe the first, that means the gospel went to them first, first to the Jew, you know, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then the uttermost parts of the earth. So they are supposed to have the understanding and they're supposed to receive these truths first. But he said, if they did not pay attention and yield and open up themselves like everybody else is supposed to, not having any individual privilege there, but opening themselves to God like everybody should, others would come and sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, and they may be forced to go gnashing their teeth. That's not a good thought. (laughs) Praise God. So notice, as long as Jesus could do it as the Son of Man, we also, as sons of men, are expected to be able to use the same resources and fellowship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who has now become our Father. Hear from Him, tune in, see, hear, and obey, and do what He told us to do. Praise God. So, you know, elementary stuff is competing and comparing with others, but maturity means you are tuning in to his general plan and then his individual plan. You are seeing what he's doing and you're hearing what he's saying and you're fitting into that plan and you're running your race. Hallelujah. And you and I are believing to be maturing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe we can hear um, also... Luke 13, verse 28, from the Canada also. Adare Nivu Abraham, Isaka, Yakoba, Matu, Ella, Pravadi, Gulu, Devara, Raja, Dali, Ruvadanu, Nivu, Matra, Horage, Dobal, Patiruvadanu, Nodu, Vaga, Ali, Nimage, Golatavu, Halukadi, Yonavu, Iruvavu. And there may be 29. Praise the Lord. So you can see here, 
that there is special reference to the Jewish people that he was first sent to. He said, came to his own, but his own received him not. You know, most of the things that were spectacular in the ministry of Jesus were from people who were not originally Jews, but were from other tribes, you know, like the Samaritans, or who decided to believe him, and they got amazing results. Hallelujah. His own people, you know, had these religious biases and blockages. Amen. So the book of Hebrews, notice, by the name itself, was written to them. And, um, you know, people doubt the authorship of that book. They say it's not Paul, it's this one, that one, because he doesn't start by saying he wrote it. But as you approach the end um, in Galatians, you notice he says he wrote a very big letter. And people have said that it's because uh, Paul had an eye problem and so he needed to make the alphabets very big. (laughs) But actually... And if you look at Galatians itself, it's not such a big letter. So what does he mean? That if you now piece Galatians and Hebrews together, it becomes a big letter. And so it's supposed to be like that. Most theologians agree uh, along these lines who have some understanding. And um, praise God, we are standing on the shoulders of people who have gone ahead of us and whatever is available that helps us to hear and see what God is saying, God will lead us to it. Amen. He has not left us without a witness, without guidance here. So anyhow, if you, if you just desire to know and see, the, the Jewish people were hindered by religion. They were hindered by certain ideas of exclusivity. And uh, thank God, as new creatures, all things are passed away. Everything is new. Hallelujah. You're born of his spirit. You are the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The very life and the nature of God, the Father, is in us. Hallelujah. And we are all one in Christ. Praise God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. And so we are flowing in that ability to be the body of Christ. He being the head Notice he's not the God of the world. The God of the world is the devil. He's the head of the church. And because the body cannot be full or complete without uh, the head joined to the rest of the body, we are called the fullness. We make him complete and he makes us complete. Glory to God. We are complete in him. Hallelujah. So there is this flow that has to happen where you understand and appreciate others in the body of Christ and you are not competing. Uh, you don't want a ill-formed body, like we said the other day, with huge hand and the rest of the body just micro. You know, that's all weird. If you have been familiar with um, the people who went for you know, bodybuilding contests, the great... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was known as having one of the most proportionate bodies. You know, others may have huge biceps or huge uh, chest or whatever, huge thighs or whatever, but he had it all in proportion. That's why he was Mr. Universe a couple of times. Praise God. So um, God wants a body that has proportions, you know, that uh, the growth must be proportionate. Are you seeing that? So we are not competing 
with others. In fact, the more you become in tune with his thinking, the more you want the whole body to receive similar revelation. Can you see that? Praise God. God is high. You know, following him is a very high place. So it's, it's not that we want a special corner on everything. No. The, the more you get to know him, the more you want to make sure his body is receiving nutrition, strength, and development for the complete proportion. Hallelujah. The way God intended it to be. Glory to God. And we are listening. We're tuning in. He is our Lord. He's the boss. And we are waiters. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, these things just set you free. Did you notice that? You just become more and more free. You're not competing against anybody. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord. You know, you know the truth. The truth sets you free. Praise God. You're not in competition with any single person. You are unique. You are special. I mean, think about God for a minute. The invisible things, the visible things, they all are related. The invisible things allow us to see the things that God, you know, is in the spirit. But through the visible, you can see what is invisible also. For instance, you know, each snowflake is individually different in its crystal makeup. Each crystal is different from the other. Each snowflake that falls. Can you imagine that? Do you think he's going to make every one of us the same? No. We are individually different, just like our fingerprints and our retina. You know, we are each individually crafted, and we have a special place and an exact job to perform in the whole scheme of his body. Respecting the flow from each joint, supplying each cell, each person. Praise God. So, you know, maybe in the beginning we were not brought up properly, but when you start to grow, you develop and your views begin to change. You begin to see through the mind of Christ. That's the stability we are talking about. Understanding is coming. Wisdom is coming. Knowledge and reverence for God is coming. And so it stabilizes you and you are not pushed to do anything from external performance, just head performance. But uh, we are being led to live from inside. That's freedom. Ha, ha, ha. So, um, we've said a few things. I hope we have followed through with our readings in Canada. But, um, praise God. Let's see if we can get along. Can we get along? (laughs) That's the question of the day. Get along. Praise God, praise God. Let's consider a few things. Maybe we can go to Galatians and consider chapter 2. Notice there the 20th verse. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. Can you see that? Which I now live in the flesh. You know, you are not actually there. The old man was crucified and there's a new man there. But it's actually Christ getting an opportunity, the anointing, the anointed one getting an opportunity to live through you. Hallelujah. 
And that life actually happens, notice, the, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That life is actually uh, brought forth when we live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen. Let's see, you know, even that faith had to be given to us. Notice Ephesians, the third chapter and the twelfth verse, then we'll go over in Canada. He says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. In other words, when he met us, we were like the beggar on the dunghill, and he had to give us everything, and he raised us up and made us sit there with the sons in the glory realm. We inherited the glory. Amen? So we were literally, in the spirit realm, beggars. We could not save ourselves. We were on the dunghill. Satan had wasted us, and it was there. That's, that's where he came, ran toward us, and then empowered us with his own faith, the faith of him. Hallelujah. And that faith, by simply believing that what he said was true, which was the gift that he gave to us, picked us up and made us sit in heavenly places together. With him. Hallelujah. If you can see that, it's amazing. As you live by that faith, the Bible says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Notice there, back in Galatians 2, verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ died in vain. In other words, The whole of what Jesus has done becomes a waste. Are you seeing that? If you live just by your own strength, by some external mental plan, you are actually negating the very reason why Jesus came. Whatever he paid for becomes vanity, empty. It frustrates everything that God would like us to enjoy. What a thought. Maybe we can hear some things in Canada now. Let's um, go back and read from the earlier place and then pick up Galatians 2.20. Praise God. Hallelujah. That way maybe Galatians 2.20 and then 21. ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನೊಂದಿಗೆ ಶಿಲುಬೆಗೆ ಹಾಕಿಸಿಕೊಂಡವನಾಗಿದ್ದೇನೆ ಆದಾಗ್ಯೂ ನಾನು ಜೀವಿಸುತ್ತೇನೆ ಇನ್ನು ಜೀವಿಸುವವನು ನಾನಲ್ಲ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನು ನನ್ನಲ್ಲಿ ಜೀವಿಸುತ್ತಾನೆ ಈಗ ಶರೀರದಲ್ಲಿರುವ ನಾನು ಜೀವಿಸುವುದು ದೇವಕುಮಾರನ ಮೇಲನ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ಆತನು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಪ್ರೀತಿಸಿ ನನಗೋಸ್ಕರ ತನ್ನನ್ನೇ ನಾನು ದೇವರ ಕೃಪೆಯನ್ನು ನಿರರ್ಥಕ ಮಾಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ನ್ಯಾಯ ಪ್ರಮಾಣದಿಂದ ನೀತಿಯುಂಟಾಗುವುದಾದರೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನು ಮರಣವನ್ನು ಹೊಂದಿದ್ದು ವ್ಯರ್ಥವಾಯಿತು So you could say that whatever ability God would like you to have so that you can do what you're called to do can be frustrated. All the ability of Christ, all the wisdom of God, all that God has flowing towards you can actually be cut off. If you decide to live your life, your believer life, from just your own head and your feelings and some pressure from the outside. Huh. That's really interesting. So I don't want to frustrate that grace. 
of God. I want that grace to flow freely. And it's all about all the good things that God has already planned for you and for me that Christ already paid for. <laughs> all his ability, all of his strength, all of his wisdom, all of his benefits, they need to be flowing through us, right? And so he says, he killed the old man in Christ. So that's over. Anytime thoughts come about your performance and, you know, are you measuring up? All of that is the old man. That's how he was programmed. That's how he was trained. He was constantly in animosity with others. You know, he was like an animal competing, survival of the fittest. He had to claw his way to the top all the time. Such thoughts, you can just say, that man died. That man passed away. <laughs> he doesn't live here anymore, praise God. There's a new creature there. He's the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's actually Christ, the anointed one, the anointing living inside me. It's not me anymore. Hallelujah. So the me thinking slowly drops away. It's not me. It is no longer I. Even though I am there, it's the life of the anointing that can flow through me. The life of the spirit that can flow through me rather than my plan, my pressures, my insecurities, my fears flowing through me. Hallelujah. That sets you free. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So it's based on the faith of the Son of God and the great love that he has for me. Amen. The faith of the Son of God and the great love that he has for me. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm not going to frustrate it. I want to allow it to flow more and more. Amen. So we're going to develop our love and our faith. Faith works by love. And so it cannot work unless we are building up our love also. Amen. Praise God. Amazing thoughts, incredible thoughts that you and I have to develop. We need to center in on these thoughts as Jesus' approach draws nigh. Imagine living through this planet and not realizing that you were supposed to live in this manner. That you just lived based on external pressures, uh, unrenewed thinking, and forces that were controlling you in your past. Imagine ending up in heaven and realizing, I simply lived for whatever I thought was right rather than letting him that is in me live through me. Aha, interesting. Go with me to Philippians, please. I believe we heard verse 20 and 21. Yeah, let's go to Philippians and read some things. You know, whatever is written generally in the scripture has to agree as far as we can see in the new covenant, particularly for the church in this present truth. So Galatians chapter 3, notice here he says in verse 3, For we are the circumcision, which worship God in the Spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. So imagine now the same kind of language that applied to the Hebrews about not having confidence in their circumcision, 
in the cutting and mutilating of the body or, in other words, external propulsion by performances from the outside, legalism, and all of those external pressures being now told to some people like the Philippians or the Galatians who are not Jews, but because of the pressure of the Jewish religion, Jewish believers were forcing them to act like Jewish people just from the outside and saying you could not be saved, you could not go to heaven, you could not enjoy X, Y, Z unless you do all these things also. And you know, they were amazing and they're the ones who tortured Paul and stoned him and killed him and all of that because Paul understood what we are talking about and are beginning to understand in greater measure. So he suffered for this message because it sets you free. (laughs) Religion does not like to see people set free. Never. So what you are going to face as an opposition is not um, you know, from the truth, but it's going to be from, in quote, people who claim to be believers, praise God, hallelujah, but are bound by legalisms and living from the outside. Amen? I believe you and I won't have to go through much of that, but in Jesus' name, May we be strengthened with revelation and understanding so that we can live stable, saved lives. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So notice, he said, we are the circumcision. If you guys claim so much about circumcision, we are the circumcision. Now notice the most free person on the planet was Jesus at that time, in that dispensation. And he is trying to minister and bring people up to revelation speed that he was living in, and see what he went through. Then comes the next dispensation, the church, which is you and I, of which Paul was a champion. He had that mystery. And for that freedom to be conveyed, he suffered. Are you getting it? So there is a force out there that doesn't want you free. It wants you to be ruled by external thought patterns, pressures, conformity on the outside and not living from inside based on instruction from what the Father is saying, what you are seeing from Him, which is in the Word of God. Hallelujah. You're not just seeing some odd stuff. You need to see things that are in tune with the new covenant and the church age. Hallelujah. The present truth. Present truth. Hallelujah. So, notice, we are the circumcision. We worship God in truth. Notice, in spirit. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. You see, so we rejoice. We are are the circumcision. We rejoice in the spirit, in the truth, in Christ Jesus. And we put no confidence in the flesh. So, notice, Confidence in the flesh has to be shot down from the beginning itself. There's nothing strange about that. It has to be embraced. You know, sometimes people say if you are uh, talking these kind of things, you give people a kind of license or a privilege to go out and do the wrong thing. Okay, that's possible. 
but it is better in God's eyes if a person willingly chooses to love and serve him rather than being forced by you know things outside by you know the status quo or let's call it legalisms people expect you to do this so you do it people expect you to do that so you do that not from inside because you love god you just want to do things that will please him praise the lord it's about time that we rose up from within and lived hallelujah <laughs> so these fleshly things you have to instantly begin to check them and put no confidence in them hallelujah amen the reason why we don't put confidence in them is because the flesh has in it a certain nature which is the nature of the devil itself i would say is the twin brother of the devil and he has thoughts he has imaginations and all of that and and there are going to be groanings we talked about groanings from the flesh crying out for the the brand new glorified body to be just like jesus hallelujah and so every now and then you get fed up and there's a groaning rising that ah oh, i wait for that body that glorified body and it's going to happen one of these days but till that day we have to give it a no confidence vote <laughs> by rejoicing in the spirit rejoicing in christ rejoicing in the truth hallelujah praise god glory to god let's hear this third verse also philippians 3:3 ಆತ್ಮದಲ್ಲಿ ದೇವರನ್ನು ಆರಾಧಿಸುವವರು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವಿನಲ್ಲಿ ಸಂತೋಷಿಸುವವರು ಶರೀರದಲ್ಲಿ ಭರವಸೆ ಇಲ್ಲದವರು ಆದ ನಾವೇ ಸುನ್ನತಿಯವರಾಗಿ ಅದ್ದೇವೆ from inside out when we live by faith the faith of the son of god you're not living from outside you're living from inside that is the only place you can be truly trusting god otherwise you are trusting yourself are you seeing that you're living from the flesh energy hallelujah so paul knew that and he said we put no confidence in the flesh Imagine coming from a background where you are steeped in Judaic traditions and religion so much that he calls himself the chief of sinners. He said I am the chief of sinners in the book of Timothy he said of whom I am chief. You know he killed people for these things. And then he had to make a complete U-turn 180 degrees. <laughs> Can you imagine that? So when he said it is no longer I that lives there it is it's not Paul anymore I tell you it's not that Saul of Tarsus it's, that guy's over hallelujah and you know he was in that he said of all the men that were there he was the most religious and from the straightest sect the Pharisees from Benjamin and seed of abraham etc etc he goes down that path he said if anybody can boast about things like this he can boast the more he profited more above all his countrymen from that kind of religion 
It has profit. Religion has profit. Amen. Living by faith, living in truth, does not seem to have that kind of profit. But you and I know what kind of profit we enjoy. Say amen, somebody. So, we are thinking about these kind of thoughts. <laughs> Glory to God. Look at Philippians chapter 1 and the 6th verse now. Look at this wonderful privilege. Being confident of this very thing. So you don't have confidence in the flesh, but you have confidence in another area. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Who's the performer here? Not you. He who began the good work in you. He will perform it. He will perform it until the day we meet Jesus face to face. You see, that is the life that we are supposed to enjoy. We're supposed to unleash that. Instead of just us performing. We are allowed to now loosen the one on the inside to perform. Praise God. So Jesus knew that. So he said, I can do nothing except what I hear him and what I see him. That's all I can do. I can do nothing of myself. So you and I can similarly say the same thing and we can live like that because Paul said that this is how he lived. Amen. Another man also was doing that. He had his own imperfections. You know he never arrived He said, I I have not counted myself to have arrived or apprehended everything but this one thing. I forget the things that are past and I press toward the mark of the high calling. It is high and we need to keep pressing there, pressing toward it. Amen? But can you see that it is not really from outside that you're supposed to live, but let him that began the good work in us, let him now perform. Let him now work. Let him be free. Hallelujah. Oh, it's, it's good stuff. Even if I say so myself. Because it's Bible. <laughs> it is good. Hallelujah. Maybe we can read a few things like this. Um, you know, as we tie up things, you know, our facts must fall in line. Let's look at a couple of verses. Glory to God. Let's go to Hebrews and notice there again. Um, verse, I mean, chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, observe verse 16, very familiar chapter and verse. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Hallelujah. Notice, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Amen. So this is what you're going to have to be able to draw on. Mercy and grace, mercy and grace, mercy and grace. Hallelujah. Not your strength. Mercy and grace, mercy and grace. He didn't say, let's come to the throne of grace to draw your own strength and your plans from there. (laughs) He said, you come there and collect his mercy and his grace. What he has for you, which he paid for, that we are coming to receive. Notice that we are still coming 
as though we have nothing. But he's saying, come boldly. You came with your mess up, that's why you came for mercy. Mess up, mercy. For that, to live now in the needs that you are facing, you need grace or his strength, his ability, his wisdom, his power, etc. Amen. And he said, come boldly. You may feel wretched and unworthy, but that man is over. The new man is worthy. He's inside. He's not here. He's inside. That man, oh yeah, he and God are tight. They're one spirit. They're one spirit. It's no longer him. It is Christ inside. It's not just your life there. Hallelujah. It's the Christ life. There's a person on the inside of you that wants to, you know, I want to break free. Somebody inside there who wants to come through, who wants to shine through. Amen. And so you keep coming there and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Actually, I went off in my flesh. I went off in my energy. I did what I felt like doing. Because he knows you're in these mortal bodies with with the flesh nature, with the curse, and so on. So none of us is, is perfect. Hallelujah. We're being perfected. And so each time you draw near there, you're saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I broke fellowship with you. I did the wrong stuff. I went with my flesh. Now mercy and grace to go forward. Hallelujah. For the need, for the stuff that I have to do. Praise God. And you have to be bold about it. You can't wallow in in your pity story and just hang around there. Praise God. Very interesting. Notice, all these things that are written are because you have confidence not in yourself, but in someone else, the Christ. So the previous verse says, (laughs) you see how 16 begins, let us therefore, this is why, we are going boldly to the throne of grace because you saw something else, you understood something else. What did you understand? What did you perceive? Let's start at verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Notice he's called Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, our saying the same verses For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted. Hallelujah. Like as we are yet without sin. That is why we come boldly. Hallelujah. Because we have recognized there's someone working. There's someone On our side, he's the Christ. He's also Jesus. Amen. The humanity and the anointing, all of these things, as we begin to ponder them, we can do like he did. And that means basically coming there and saying, I need mercy, I need grace. I'm not trusting myself. I'm not trusting my fleshly energy, my fleshly plans, all these things from the outside. (sighs) Ah. And you may have to go there again and again and again because you have been used to living by external force and fleshly energy. Praise God. Amen? So we go to him. Say amen, somebody. (laughs) Let's hear verse 16 
first and then read 14 and 15 in Kannada. ಆದದರಿಂದ ನಾವು ಕರುಣೆಯನ್ನು ಹೊಂದುವಂತೆಯೂ ಆತನ ಕೃಪೆಯಿಂದ ಸಮಯೋಚಿತವಾದ ಸಹಾಯವು ನಮಗೆ ದೊರೆಯುವಂತೆಯೂ ಧೈರ್ಯದಿಂದ ಕೃಪಾ ಸಿಂಹಾಸನದ ಬಳಿಗೆ ಬರೋಣ ಆಕಾಶಗಳನ್ನು ದಾಟಿ ಹೋದ ದೇವಕುಮಾರನಾದ ಯೇಸುವೆಂಬ ಶ್ರೇಷ್ಠ ಮಹಾಯಾಜಕನು ನಮಗಿರುವುದರಿಂದ ನಾವು ಮಾಡಿರುವ ಅರಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಬಿಗಿಯಾಗಿ ಹಿಡಿಯೋಣ ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ನಮಗಿರುವ ಮಹಾಯಾಜಕನು ನಮ್ಮ ನಿರ್ಬಲಾವಸ್ಥೆಯನ್ನು ಕುರಿತು ಅನುತಾಪವಿಲ್ಲದವನಲ್ಲ ಆತನು ಸರ್ವ ವಿಷಯಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ನಮ್ಮ ಹಾಗೆ ಶೋಧನೆಗೆ ಗುರಿಯಾದರೂ ಪಾಪರಹಿತನಾಗಿದ್ದನು again and again and again hallelujah so don't be frustrated out of it just go there again go there again go there again lord whatever you needed i have come for that i want to live like you live you are my example you are my hero you are the perfect one you are my eldest brother you are the one that i'm following hallelujah and i've come and i've come for grace i've come i've come lord thank you thank you for your mercy thank you for your grace Hallelujah. So even though you have not physically seen him with the eyes of your understanding with your deep thoughts as you meditate and pray over these scriptures you begin to see him there as the great high priest the intercessor. Oh hallelujah, the great advocate with that special headgear and the the clothing and the golden uh, girdle and and the feet and everything just begins to come so real to you because it's pictured by the word of god painted by the holy ghost for us to engage our imagination and for us to dwell on and ponder on and fellowship with so that you can hear and you can see what he has to say what the throne of our father has to say praise god he lived like that we can live like that I want you and me to understand more and more we can live like that. We were created to live like that, not with confidence in the flesh or the outward man and his thoughts, but confident of the one inside us who began the good work in us. He is going to perform until the day we meet him face to face. Ha 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 ha. Ooh, so our confidence is in him. It's not in ourselves. Praise the Lord Jesus. How we need to hang around these thoughts. How we need to meditate and prayerfully consider these things and make them our reality. And like Paul, you may have to forget again and again whatever happened before and then press on to the high mark and calling that is in Christ Jesus. It's always high. Amen. and we're not going to let what happened yesterday hinder us but we're going to pick up anything good from yesterday and stir ourselves up into the future amen let's go on hallelujah so notice here uh, amazing scripture out of romans again romans the 9th chapter observe here praise god verse 20 maybe we can start in verse 22 
What if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction and 23 that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he has prepared unto glory <laughs> woe even us 24 says whom he has called not of the jews only but also of the gentiles oh praise the lord jesus hallelujah <laughs> woo thank you jesus hallelujah make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he has prepared unto glory from before hallelujah you've been chosen called out and prepared for glory hallelujah you are a vessel of mercy even us are you saying that god needs vessels of mercy on the earth god needs vessels of mercy that are already vessels of glory to use them to pour out mercy to pour out glory on the earth hallelujah oh yes just imagine the one living inside you is absolutely real that is why you are now called a vessel of glory and a vessel of mercy because it is there in you you're carrying in your spirit man which is the actual vessel inside the born again man is the glory of god is the mercy of god hallelujah praise god are you getting this and so he needs us to be able to consciously avail of this and become a pipeline and a channel and a vessel to pour out mercy and pour out glory on the earth amen let's see if we can get one example of that you know and see there's an interesting scripture from uh the life of one of the greats in the beginning of the church age by the name of Stephen you know Stephen was a man of faith man of faith he, and he was a man who was full of the holy ghost at the same time he was among those that were chosen in acts chapter 6 among those seven and he did great miracles the bible says so he was not a man of little faith and little glory he had faith and glory happening i mean he was a custodian of it and he was going and pouring it out everywhere praise god then the bible declares some things in that little time when he was grabbed and he was being brought to a place of stoning they could not handle it religion could not handle it because he preached about Jesus and that the law and all of its uh, things had been fulfilled and God gave us only one law the law of love hallelujah that's the fulfilling of everything else praise god so they gnashed their teeth and they ran towards him with stones and all of that stuff So he preached that kind of message and gave Jesus all the glory not anything that any man could do hallelujah <laughs> verse 55 says but he being full of the holy ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of god looked up steadfastly into heaven so and saw the glory of god and jesus standing on the right hand of god praise god 
56 continues and said behold i see the heavens opened and the son of man standing on the right hand of god hallelujah then they cried out with a loud voice That's, and he goes a better term with uh, a loud I've... voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord hallelujah they stopped their ears and ran 58 and cast him out of the city and stoned him and the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul that's 58 and they stoned Stephen calling upon God and saying Lord Jesus receive my spirit hallelujah notice here this man is full of the holy ghost looks up sees the glory of god sees jesus the son of man standing at the right hand of the throne of abba father or the great god our father hallelujah and he says it all and these guys who are religious people who cannot imagine that ordinary people looking like just they are not priests they are not looking religious they look like ordinary folk table servants guys who are helping others with this that and the other notice that they look like regular folk just among the congregation people chosen but they are full of the holy ghost full of wisdom full of faith and they are walking in that place and releasing these realities from the one that began the good work inside hallelujah the faith of the son of god Amen and so he says all these things and they are stoning him verse 60 he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice lord lay not this sin to their charge when he had said this he fell asleep who does that sound like like jesus from the cross you can see that this man is not living based on his feeling if you ask him how he's feeling <laughs> he's feeling like stones are killing him anger and wicked religious people are killing him but he was living from inside it was the spirit man and the work of christ on the inside that was being poured out of his lips in mercy the vessel of mercy said lay not this sin to their charge and the clothes of stephen and the clothes of those who killed him were covered with blood from the same person stephen right and they were at the feet of paul who authorized the stoning and the blood of this whole thing is on paul but instead of that what does he get he should be getting judgment what does he get mercy poured out hallelujah god needed someone on the earth who would release him his mercy his personality his blessing out of the mouth to be like him hallelujah and thank god he found Stephen in the worst moment if if you look at the flesh it was his worst moment i mean this guy's flesh is crying for i'm dying 
As a time bad words can come out of your mouth and curses can come out of your mouth because your flesh is under pressure. Your flesh is not enjoying one minute. But the man on the inside grows up rather than the man on the outside and the life on the inside spoke out. Praise God. And so James 2 verse 13 declares something. Let's hear this in Canada, please. Maybe from uh, 55 or 57. Adare Avanu Pavitratma Baritanagi Paraloka Golage Drushisi Nodi Devara Prabhavanu Devara Balagadeli Nintid the Yesuvanu Kandu. Ago, Paraloka Teredir Vadanu, Manushaku Maranu Devara Balagadeli Nintiru Vadanu Nanu Nodutene Indu Hedidanu. Adare Avaru Mahashabda Dinda Kugi Tamma Kivigadanu Muchikondu Omanasininda Avana Mele Bidu. Glory to God. What a life. What a person. You can see he was one of those great people, but it was not really him, wasn't it? It was God inside him doing all those things. He was full of God. God had invaded other areas of his life also, that he didn't really pay attention to what he was feeling. Amen. He allowed the one who began the good work in him to perform. And so, if you read James 2.13, he says, He shall have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy. Mercy rejoices against judgment. Or, mercy triumphs over judgment. Or, mercy is more powerful than any judgment. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the judgment that Saul of Tarsus should have received for being the chief with all that blood upon him that he said, I am the chief of sinners. <laughs> Instead of that, what he gets is mercy. And that is why you and I are needed on the earth, to pour mercy on people. Hallelujah. To pour glory on the earth. To bring God instead of our external man. Hallelujah. Living like that is the free life. Amen. That is the freedom that Jesus is talking about. You are free to live from inside. You are free to let the person on the inside work instead of anything on the outside. Praise God. Of course, in this case, he was martyred and, and all that. And uh, I, I believe he was a happy person to just go on and be with Jesus because he saw, he saw the glory of God. Notice when people die, they go into glory. You're going into glory. <laughs> Amen. It's a bright, glorious place and that's where you actually come from then that's where you're going that's why when people go there they don't feel like coming back because it's glory hallelujah I see the glory of God I see the heavens open I see the son of man standing at the right hand that is the glory that's where you and I are going that's where the son of man the Lord Jesus is going to come and invite us and take us back there and our bodies will be swallowed up suddenly by glory in an instant. Ha ha ha. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. In a micro, milli, 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 micro time of second, poof, we're out of here. Coming soon. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo! We give you praise. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful when you begin to think about it. Let's probably hear James 2.13 also in Canada and then let's see if we can go forward. Karune Torisade Iruvanigan Nyayati Pinali Karuneu Torisal Paduvadilla Karuneu Nyayati Piginta Melagi Higutta De. Glory to God. Wonderful stuff. So here we are, vessels of glory, vessels of mercy, containers with all of this. Every single one of us, praise God, every, every believer ought to be enjoying this place. You know, if you're speaking in tongues, especially, that is supposed to be. Uh, more evident. You're supposed to be in a place where you can say, oh, I'm aware of the glory of God. I'm aware of the one on the inside. And when you're full of that, you become actually aware to a place where you can see these things. Jesus said, I see. Praise God. So, wonderful stuff. It's all in the Bible. We thank God for it. Amen. Anyway, let's go to Titus the third as we begin to uh, wind down. Titus chapter 3, observe, verse 1, put them in mind to be subject to principalities. See, we have instructions also, you know, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers. That's not to the devil. <laughs> Amen. Uh, to obey magistrates, to be ready to, uh, um, ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, no brawlers, gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. But we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. <laughs> That's a very neat uh, example of everything that maybe you and I used to be once. Amen. But, verse 4 begins, After that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, the kindness and love of God toward man appeared. See, that's the reason now. He's saying this, 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 this. And because of this, we can do these things. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration, that's the new birth. So the new birth is a washing. And the renewing of the Holy Ghost, born again, hallelujah, new creature, Verse 6, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Hallelujah. Abundant shedding has taken place that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And he goes on to say, this is a faithful saying. These things I will that you affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. But avoid foolish questions, genealogies, contentions, strivings about the law. They are unprofitable and vain. So you and I have been urged to 
say these things again, affirm them again and again, that you are born again, washed by the tender mercies of our God. Therefore, you don't need another bath. You just need the sprinkling, confessing your sins if you mess up, and you are washed, cleansed from all unrighteousness. You have holy boldness, and you can go forward and allow the grace of God to flow through you and to meet all of these requirements, not in your strength, but through the power and the life and the grace of God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, and there is profit in all of that. Any other external law-based things that are trying to pressure you from outside, your own uh, force and fleshly energy and all of that, is actually going to produce vanity because it, God does not like that. God does not want anything that you do from the flesh energy, from your strength. Hmm. Of course, he's a spirit. God is spirit. He's a spirit being. And he says, I give you my life, my power, my ability, and I want you to do it from there. Let me work in you. Let me work through you. Jesus said, I cannot do anything except what he is saying, what he wants me to do, what he is showing me. I just can't do anything else. And this is the one that we are told to look at him and consider him and do like him. And then run. Amen. This is how he did it and that's how we will do it. Praise God. Mercy, grace, the ability, the life of God, the faith of the Son of God, all these things that He has given to us. Notice, what is required from us is just acting on these things, not our own strength. Hallelujah. Mm, Something to think about. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe um, we can selectively choose a verse of two here, verse or two here, but if you can read the whole thing, it's wonderful. Some other time. Titus 3 Although our sister reads very fast, but still, you know, glory to God. Let's hear verse, verse 4 and 5 in Canada. Adare namma rakshakanada devara dayu pritiyu manushyana kadege pratyakshavadaga. Naavu maadida neetiya kriye galindalla, aatana karune indale punarjanmada koleyuvike indalu pavitraatmanu nootana swabhavavannuntu maaduvadarindalu aatanu nammannu rakshisidanu. I'm telling you, praise God. Amen. So imagine, God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And he's our father who has given us his own nature. Amen. We have his, his genes, we have his life. Hallelujah. And so, earlier on, while Jesus was on the planet, this is how he spoke in Matthew 5, 44. He says, I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? 
And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? But be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect, or mature, or growing up and developing to become like him. Are you seeing that? So imagine what comes out of us is supposed to be whatever is a blessing. Hallelujah. Whatever is a prayer to help them up, a gift to bless them and lift them up and give them favor and look with a different look at you and say, you are not from this place. You are such a strange person. You are like the Father. You are like Almighty God. They will glorify your Father which is in heaven when they see these good works. He said, let this work so shine. Let it come through and just beam out that they will say, hmm, you know, this is the nature that is actually on the inside of us. And it is what we get rewards for, even though it is not our nature. <laughs> it's, it's not based on our strength. It's based on him flowing through us. So the more we let this flow through us, the more rewards we get. Hallelujah. Can you see how powerful it will be to let this life flow out? Get us trained into releasing it out. Hallelujah. I believe God is talking to us tonight, helping us to see clearly, helping us to uh, rethink some things. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear two, three verses out of this also in Canada. Praise God. Maybe uh, 44 and then... ಆದರೆ ನಾನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಹೇಳುವುದೇನೆಂದರೆ ನಿಮ್ಮ ವೈರಿಗಳನ್ನು ಪ್ರೀತಿಸಿರಿ ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಶಪಿಸುವವರನ್ನು ಆಶೀರ್ವದಿಸಿರಿ ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಹಗೆ ಮಾಡುವವರಿಗೆ ಒಳ್ಳೆಯದನ್ನು ಮಾಡಿರಿ ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ನಿಂದಿಸುವವರಿಗಾಗಿಯೂ ಹಿಂಸಿಸುವವರಿಗಾಗಿಯೂ ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥಿಸಿರಿ ಆದದರಿಂದ ಪರಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿರುವ ನಿಮ್ಮ ತಂದೆಯು ಪರಿಪೂರ್ಣನಾಗಿರುವಂತೆಯೇ ನೀವು ಪರಿಪೂರ್ಣರಾಗಿರ್ರಿ Hallelujah. So the idea is that we are manifesting his genetics, his nature. We are proving that he is our daddy. Hallelujah. You and I have the same father. Let him flow. Let him live through us. Say amen somebody. Thank you Abba Father. We bless you today. We worship you in this house. We count it a privilege to have today, this moment, to say yes, I'm on the planet right now. Others have gone. I'm here. I have to finish my course. I have to run my race. I'm looking at you, Lord Jesus. I'm considering you, great King. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you. You've given me all. You have made me a new creature. Given me your life, your nature. Given me your ability. I thank you. I praise you. Now you're going to reward me as I allow you to live through me. The faith of the Son of God. The love of the Father. the communion and the fellowship of the great Holy Spirit. Oh, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us pour out mercy. Pour out, pour out, pour out. I thank you for those joints. I thank you for those knees. I thank you for those bones that are being restored and quickened and invigorated in the name of Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The life of God flowing through us. We refuse the bitterness. 
We refuse to pile up memories of hurt and pain. We release them. We forget them. It is over. Our mouth is for releasing mercy. Our mouth is for releasing glory. Our mouth is for releasing the life of God, the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We bless them that curse us. We pray for those who hate us and despitefully use us. We give. We bless. We pray. We cause them to receive the mercy of our Father. Haha, the glory of our Father. We worship you. 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 We bless you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have done it for us, precious Jesus. You did it all. You're the one living in us. You're the one who started this good work. We're so grateful. Thank you, Father. You are indeed our Father. We bless you. We worship you. We honor you. We receive from you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Your mercy, your grace, your ability. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. We have just um, about two weeks and the month will run out and we'll be in a new year. Hallelujah. This is a time of cheer. It's a time of blessing. Enjoy your life in Christ. Be a blessing on the planet. Thank you, team. Hallelujah. You are blessed.